This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to all Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 126, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. Tom is not in studio. He took a well-deserved day off. I don't know. He can't be playing golf because it's crappy outside. It sure he is. has some lame brain excuse. But uh, joining me in studio, as always... Andy Brand Bernard. And superstar co-host. Uh, featuring Mike Elfand. Featuring Mike Elfand. I'm sorry. Uh, we have a special guest lined up. We're going to get to hear... hear oh God, I can't talk. We are going to get to her shortly, right after these important announcements. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back. We are back with Car Selling Secrets. Joining us on the phone is uh, Pam Mason, and I want to do a little introduction before we get to her. Uh, I get a fair number of emails from listeners, both from the morning show and from the podcast. People reach out to me at DougAtWalzer.com pretty fr frequently. And Pam reached out over the weekend, and quite honestly, I started choking up a little bit when I read her uh, email and got right back to her. And we'll talk a little bit about the story, but this is it's not going to be the lighthearted episode that that we're kind of known for, but that's okay. You know, we've been we've kind of been all over the place. We had... Uh, I think one of our most popular episodes was a year and a half ago when Michelle Tafoya came in and pretty much talked about her journey with um, uh, uh, 
Anorexia, sorry. Oh, yes. I was, I, I, was a, I was I had Alzheimer's stuck on my tongue, and I'm like, no, Michelle she does not have Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. For the first time. We also had, uh, what, a month ago, at the Alcoholism Hour? That's right. That was also a really popular one. Yeah, we talked about alcoholism, responded, beating alcoholism. So. To prove yet again that we can uh, talk about some serious things, Pam, welcome to the show. Uh, please share uh, the story that, that, you, that you shared with me on the uh, email, that we, the, how we initially connected, and let's see what we can do to, to maybe help you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Um, it's so wonderful to have the opportunity to be here today and share my story. Um, on September 25th, it was um, a Saturday. It was around 8.30. My son, Austin, um, who's very active, 19 years old, very um, vibrant, um, he and one of his best friends had gone for a bike ride. Uh, prior to that, he um, had been working out, and he came in his house. Um, I was washing dishes, and he gave me a big hug, as he normally does. He kind of likes to come up on me and scare me sometimes. So he came up behind me, gave me this big bear hug, and he kissed me three times on my right cheek and said, I have the best mama ever. So he said he and his friend Michelle were going to go bike riding and that he'd be home soon. And when they got back, they were going to make turkey spaghetti. And I said, okay, sounds like a plan. I said, please be careful. That's something I always say. And I always say, I love you. And he said, it'll be okay, mom. He said, I love you too. So fast forward. So it's about 830. Um, and, um, they were headed um, northbound on Vicksburg Lane, heading towards Schmidt Lake. Um, and um, the light had turned red. Um, you know, Austin and then his friend had the right away. Um, and so they were making their way, um, you know, through the crosswalk when um, a car um, ran a red light, ran that red light um, at the intersection of Vicksburg and Rockford Road. And the speed limit there is 45 miles per hour, so you can imagine that this person's likely speeding. Um, ran the red light and hit Austin, and they continued um, to, to flee uh, westbound on Rockford Road. And so I found out um, maybe within 45 minutes when the police came to my door, and Rashawn was with them, and he told me how my son had been hit, and it was all Rashawn and I could do to, to get to the hospital. So fast forward, um, Austin now suffers from um, a TBI, uh, a severe one. Um, so as you can imagine, there was, you know, swelling and bleeding on the brain. He suffers from a diffuse axonal injury, which is the result of, um, you know, the, the, the shearing or the, the tearing of, you know, these long connecting fibers, these axons, because you, as you can imagine, his brain was jolted around in his skull. So he suffered from skull and facial fractures. His right femur and fibula were broken. Three right ribs were broken. Three areas of his shoulders. And um, he had kidney and lung contusions, amongst other things. 
Uh, he needed to be put on a ventilator. He had a tracheostomy, which has since been removed, as has the ventilator, thankfully, um, as well as a PEG tube, so he could um, have tube feeding. So as you can imagine, my son um, has a permanent disability, and he may uh, no longer be able to, to walk or, or talk. Um, we've heard such a grim prognosis, but having said that, um, every day we look for silver linings, and we take those silver linings as blessings and rays of sunshine to poke through those dark thunderstorms, those dark clouds, um, because we're never going to give up hope. And so, were you going to say something? No, I'm <laughs> trying not to cry. Oh. Me too. Um, so you, this happened September 25th, you know, so seven months. It was, you know, Monday. And so you may ask, well, why are, we, why are you doing this now? Um, we spent so much focus on Austin, as we should, as we need to. He is our top priority right. in making sure he's getting the care that he needs. But I know Austin would be doing the same thing if it was me or if it was anyone else in his family. We need to try to find who did this, who left my son in the middle of the intersection to die. And so there's, there's one thing when you, you grieve someone who's passed. It's another thing to grieve someone who's, who's still living, but has lost their quality of life. That's yeah. a different kind of grieving. And it's a grieving that doesn't necessarily go away. So, um, well, Pam, what we, let me ask you some questions because we we have a lot of people that listen to this show that are in law enforcement. And I've been talking about this on the morning show, trying to get some people in the body shop business uh, to listen to it. And, and we'll re, we, you know, I'll send you links and all that sort of stuff. It's a long shot, but it's certainly worth a try. Uh, we, I, I connected Pam with uh, Darren uh, Harrod, who was run our body shop operations, to see if there was sort of a grapevine so we could help track down this car. Um, I don't know all the details, but when you hit somebody on a bicycle at that kind of speed, there is going to be damage. Uh, and very rarely to have people have the ability to fix it themselves. So we're just we're trying to get this information out in hopes that somebody in law enforcement or somebody in the auto body industry might have some sort of a, a clue as to uh, who and what and so on and so forth. So we can, you know, get a little, I hate to use the word closure, but that's really exactly what it is. So Pam, can you tell us what kind of car was it? So we've got the the date, uh, Maple Grove, September 25th, early evening. So it was still probably at, as you said, 7 or 7.30, it was still would have been light out at, in, in September. Is that right? It was around 8.30. Oh, 8.30, um, okay. Yeah, and it was in Plymouth. Um, Sorry. So it was, that's okay. That's okay. Um, it, was, it was starting to get dark, but it wasn't pitch black. Okay. And, you know, Austin, you know, he, he loved to wear uh, white, for example. You would often see him in a white shirt, um, a white hat. Um, but I don't know. The police still have um, the clothes he had that night, so he may have had a, a, his uh, 
red hat on. Sure. But um, the the car, from what we understand, um, is suspected to be a black Acura TSX. Okay. Um, between the years of 2011 and 2014. Um, they were able to, from the crime scene, um, find some debris that was left behind that they were then able to run via a serial number to get to the information that I just shared. But they also learned that um, this car would have had missing pieces of that lower front bumper um, as you can imagine, you know, hitting Austin. And then um, there was... For those that don't know, an Acura TSX is really... Uh, Acura is is the higher-end luxury version of Honda Motor Company. It's a separate line, as you know, and the, and the TSX is the... It's the it's like the world's fanciest Honda Accord. So you have an idea of what kind of car we're looking for. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then they also said that there would have been a missing A-pillar trim next to the driver's side windshield. Um, and I would imagine that's, you know, um, what my son hit was, you know, the, the front of the car and then the, the windshield before he landed in the intersection. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you mentioned, Doug, and, and one reason why I, I reached out was because I, I just started thinking about you know, car dealerships, and and would there be the opportunity for um, car dealerships to to look back in their records to see, you know, did anyone um, come in and try to sell their car or or trade in the car? Um, You know, car dealerships, whether they're big or small, right? Right. Um, Then, as you mentioned, I thought of body shops and collision shops, you know, could people who are affiliated with those, could they look in their records to see if someone had come in asking for those repairs to be made? Um, did they request a, a paint job? <laughs> um, I, I realize that this car could be anywhere. It could be in a garage for all we know. That never has left the garage since the night that this happened. But I thought it was worth a shot. Um I'm trying to think of other ideas, so I would love it if, if listeners had other ideas as well. But I thought of, like, um, trade associations, you know, for the auto industry. Is, is there Are there trade associations where members could be aware of, of this and take it back to their um, businesses and, and look through their records and see if, if you know, this um, surfaces? Yeah, so if anybody has any ideas at all, please contact me. Just email me at Doug at Walzer.com. I don't want to share Pam's personal information. I'll just, I'll be the filter for you if that's okay. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so I've can I ask about... you another question, Pam? Did, did, they, did they have any uh, video footage? I know in, 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 in a lot of these suburbs they do have traffic cameras at intersections and that sort of stuff. Is there any of that that was available? Good question. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yes and no. Uh, cameras were um, at, at the intersection. There were cameras available, um, but they weren't working that night. Oh. Yeah. 
This, and this drives me crazy because this happens a it fair sure amount. It sure does. I mean, we can. These cameras are always down. It's, yeah. Google has pictures of my house shot from outer space, mm -hmm. and I can see that, oh, crap, when the satellite went over, I left my lawnmower out. But somehow we can't get, you know. Well, what, anyway. what about cameras at nearby intersections? They apparently weren't working either. Uh, yeah. What I was told was that um, the city was in the process of upgrading their fiber optics, mm. something along those lines. <sighs> and I just thought, what a blow, right? Like, yeah. how much information could we have potentially received had those cameras been working? Uh, we have I know that, you know, they also did um, um, look at MnDOT footage from that intersection and surrounding intersections to no avail. And I've got to think that somebody out there knows something. Somebody that night had to have seen this black car and whoever was driving it, possibly driving erratically, you know, or driving with the bumper hanging off the front of a car. Somebody had to have seen something. We have a tire carver on the phone. Uh, did you uh, want to say something to the guest? Yeah. Look. Um, yeah. What I was th when you were bringing up uh, calling you know dealerships, body shops, and you know aftermarket body shops. Another place you might want to look into is like Votex and Dunwoody. Their body shops do things. You know, basically. People bring cars in to get them worked on, but they're done cheaply, and it's not something that's going to be put into the you know, automotive system hmm. because it's a school. So it's somewhere oh. else that you could probably look into uh, seeing if their you know, students fixed a car that matches that description in that time frame. That's yeah. a great idea, and there aren't too many, really. So Dunwoody is the big one. I doubt that it would have made it down to DCTC, Dakota County Technical College. But what are some other ones, uh, Tire Carver, that you can think of? Uh, Hennepin County Votech. I yeah. mean, it's now Hennepin County Technical College, but I went there 30 years ago. They had a body shop, so I'm assuming it's still there. Those, that's, a, that's a great idea so and maybe some good leads uh, for Pam to, to reach out to because they, were, they would not be on the... Uh, automotive insurance the, when people have accidents or need body repair and they have you know collision insurance or full coverage it it winds up being recorded in the in in in, in the insurance registries but votex and sort of that sort of things as as tire carver said are doing it as a educational thing so they don't necessarily report to that but they would but they don't you know they're not swamped with cars either they and this wasn't that long ago that it's all this stuff is a long shot, but I understand, Pam. At this point, you got to feel like you're at least trying. Um, Absolutely. And obviously, the first priority is your son. I think as a as a father, I would have done exactly what you're doing. And you know, now that sadly it's the new normal for you, but it's it's probably time to to start kicking rocks and see if there's anything underneath. Thanks, Tyre, for ca for calling in. That that's it's really a that's a great idea. I agree. No Thank you Thanks. so much. Good, good luck in your search. Thank you so very much. So, Pam, where is your son now? I, I, I thought, for some reason, I thought he was in Iowa. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, he spent one month in ICU, 
and then four months in a long-term um, acute care facility in Minnesota. And then we uh, transferred to a rehab program in Chicago for a month. And now we are at a post-acute facility that also specializes in TBI and stroke. Um, so, yes, we are in Iowa for a while. For those um, of you fortunate so can... enough not to know what TBI stands for, it's traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. For those of you unfortunate enough to know what it means, it's, it's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what's sad is... Um, According to the Minnesota Motor Vehicle Crash Facts 2020, there were over 7,300 crashes that were considered to to be hit and run. And, um, you know, over um, 1.0 million people sustain a traumatic brain injury each year. Um, And that's that's pretty significant because that equates to about – 5.3 5.3 million Americans that are living with a TBI-related disability. And so, you know, Austin's brain, all parts of his brain have been impacted. So when you think of cognitive function, physical function, sensation, you know, motion and behavior, all of that yeah. has, has been impacted because of the carelessness of this person. And I would just hope that this person could one day just do the right thing and turn themselves in um, because you know, it, it's just heartbreaking. Um, my son was so active, and there were many a days that we would just go walking, go bike riding. Um, and we did a lot of just talking when we would go on those walks. Um, he loved the lake. He loved the ocean. And... Um, you know, just, you know, when when we go, we, we were, there's this pond um, at the facility he's at now, and I, you know, pushed him out in his wheelchair, and we just sat in front of the pond, and I just talked to him about things, um, and I want to continue to be able to do that, you know, get him to the lake, get him to the ocean, um, but it was the first time, you know, my son had, had felt the warmth of the sunshine and, you know, a natural fan, not some plug-in fan, you know, blowing through his hair. Um, so, you know, it'll be different now. And then I think about this person who, who did this, who is probably able to enjoy the beautiful weather and go biking or tennis or what have you, you know, I, you go know, out to dinner with his family. I, I, if I had been that person, and I understand you know, when something terrible like that happens, there is the natural reaction just to run. And I would think that if they're a normal human being wired like me, the guilt must be just unbelievable. Now, there are people that aren't able to feel guilt, and they do exist in the world. So, you know, in the, the thousand to one chance that the, whoever did this is listening, you know, it's it will take a burden off your soul. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Yeah, and so I, I just, again, sincerely appreciate the opportunity um, to be on your podcast. Um, you know, you responded to my email so quickly, and I just felt so blessed. And so um, we, this has been so traumatic, but we have so much to be thankful for. Um, 
so many prayers and support um, keep coming our way. Um, and um, for that, I'm just I'm just so very blessed. And like I said before, you know, Austin is strong and he's a fighter. Um, and every day he continues to surprise me in some little way that I'm very thankful for. All right. If anybody has any ideas or knows anything, please contact me at Doug at Walzer.com. Uh, Pam, we'll be in touch. Uh, thanks for your bravery and thanks for sharing the story. I, I know it's it's painful and it's it's difficult to relive, but you never know. It was it's certainly worth uh, the effort that it takes to talk uh, about it. And it, we already got one idea that I hadn't thought of, and um, <laughs> it's it's a start. That's where sometimes these things happen. It took. You know, look at what Patty Wetterling went through for decades before that was solved. And um, right. as a parent, I can understand you, you just can't give up, right? That's right. Never say never, except never give up. That's All the right. only time I want to say never, never give up. Thanks for being brave. I'm going to make Tom listen to this and yell at him for not personally being on the show. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll talk soon. Thanks very much, Pam Mason. Uh, please, anybody, reach out to me at Doug at with any ideas or information. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Thanks again. Have a great afternoon. You too. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode.
We are back with Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Uh, I think we're just going to do about a 10-minute segment and bow out. That's a, <laughs> a pretty tough, a tough act, act to follow. follow. Yeah. I, I, I think of your dad doing the Casey Case Im- imitation when the Casey goes off yeah. about yeah, how do the I do the, dying. Yeah. the dog dying. Uh, uh, Joe actually had a good idea. Check junkyards, too, because they sometimes do repairs. Uh, and they will not have it in the system either. That's not a bad idea. I mean, obviously, this guy is going to be trying to do everything as off the radar as possible, so he doesn't get caught. So you have to think like a criminal. Yeah, that that's true. And that's um, where they're gonna a criminal is gonna go to something like a junkyard. So somebody knows. Oh yeah, no, this isn't is that, a secret. Well, yeah, unless the guy just ditched the car or something, which well, not everyone can do. Yeah, no, it's it, it, that happens in the movies, but it does. it's kind of hard to ditch a car, it actually. It is, yeah. Um, you have to have the access to an ocean. You know, it's tough is that it's, what, seven months ago. Yeah. But it's worth a shot. When I, you know, when I read her email, I was just so moved. I thought, well, got to try, right? Yep. It would have been cold-hearted to say, I'm sorry, this is not interesting. So, well, yeah. although it is out of keeping with the normal tempo of the show, so That's true. If anybody has anything that they'd like to talk about uh, other than and than this sort of thing, well, actually, if you want to talk about this, please call in. But the lines open five six one two two eight four zero six one. We're just gonna talk about thing life in general. Uh, do have a, an automotive thing to talk about, and this is kind of interesting. It's really hard to veer this far off the previous subject, but. Uh, Automotive News, which is the trade magazine for the automobile business, hence the name, uh, published their top 100 uh, volume dealer groups for used cars uh, on Monday. And Walzer moved up one rank to number 24, so they're the 24th largest uh, auto dealer group in the country in terms of used car sales. The ones that are on top, uh, CarMax has been the perennial winner for, I think, six or seven years. They sold across the U.S., just a little over 900,000 cars. Um, Carvana, which is sort of the dark horse, doubled their sales. They're up to 425,000. By comparison, the 24th spot where we're at was just a little under 30,000 used cars last year. But if you think about it, what's interesting is the top two dealers and us, and there's a few in the middle, are all one-price deals where they don't negotiate. So... There's there's still pushback in in my industry from traditional car dealers about oh this is bullshit and blah 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 it doesn't work well yeah it actually works really well and there's millions of people yeah. that don't want to negotiate well God you ask the average you have, ask a hundred people what's the worst thing about buying a car I would bet ninety of them would say haggling the price there, there are two things that people like hate that. one is is negotiating and the second is waiting to get the paperwork done and how long well, it takes yeah, but to you buy can't really car. do a whole lot about that unfortunately Andy that's what my real job is that's what fuse autotech is doing is they're uh-huh. they're building technology so every salesperson has the ability to do all the paperwork from end to end to complete car deals well but it's still like it's a big deal so you're going to be it's a lot of paperwork. It is. You know, you're but, buying something that's worth potentially sixty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars. That's it's, right. It's like when you buy a house. It is. Well, oh, in the old days, it's hard to buy a house for sixty these well, days. But I'm, you're right. I'm just saying, <laughs> paperwork yeah, when is something close. is like a big deal, you want all that paperwork because you want every, you want to, the biggest paper trail you can possibly get, just in case, you know. So what our theory is is, you know, the bottleneck not only is the amount of paperwork, and you're exactly right, <clears> but in a traditional store. 
all of that has to flow through the business mm, office or the help. finance office. And so it's like you've got a 60-lane highway and a mm -hmm. two-lane toll booth. So that's what our company, what Fuse Auto Tech is trying to solve for, is to be, give the ability for all 60 lanes to have a toll booth. Oh, Sounds like a bottleneck in the business. Sounds yeah. like driving into uh, Chicago. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although the new electronic easy passes have made life a lot better in toll cities, I remember, you know, because they were pre they're pre they're all over New England and just the long lines and digging out nickels and stuff because they couldn't take credit cards back in the '60s and and my dad would you know he he was a basketball player so he'd try the sky hook from inside <laughs> the car and sometimes have to stop and get out it was just so annoying but anyway boy did that divert quickly so well, you know the thing about buying a car is you don't, you don't it's you know at least when you're if you're buying a house just to go back to that you, you've got an agent working for you now right. the agent may not necessarily be motivated to save you money but at least you have one you're out you're out there in an island by yourself when you're, you're all alone that's, that's right. true yeah <laughs> yeah and there are there are people that, that you know i don't name any names and honestly We've got a lot of competitors in the Twin Cities, and I've got friends that are in the big uh, competitive dealer groups, Morris and, and Luther. This is an amazingly gentle automotive market compared to other parts of the country. Yeah, uh, Florida is probably the worst. There's no regulation. They're open seven days a week, and it's just the the goal is try not to get screwed too bad. You had me at Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, they have dealer documentation fees down there that are approaching $1,000. So it's like, I, 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 and wow. we, we charge doc fees, and Minnesota regulates it. We can charge, I think it's $100 or something to do the paperwork. And as you rightly pointed out, it's a fair amount of paperwork. So there's some value there. It's not really a, mm -hmm. a profit-generating stream, but in other parts of the country, it's just it's it's a disaster. You know, the one good thing about car dealers in Florida is that you can also get cosmetic surgery done on yourself. <laughs> well, I don't think they'll let you in most cities unless you've already had at least one procedure done. Yeah. So. I'd like a boob job and a new bumper. Is that what you're saying? Basically, Perfect. yeah. You two, two new bumpers, please. <laughs> well, three, actually, in total. Uh, I'm thinking four, but uh, it just, just goes on and on. <laughs> the the things you can classify as a bumper. Ah, yes. Anyway, I think that's enough for one day. It's, uh, it's, my heart goes out to Pam. I'm really yeah. glad that she was brave enough to call in. I'm going to yell at your dad for not being on here because I, I think this is the kind of story that it actually might put on the morning show. Uh, probably not quite for that length, but somebody out there knows something, and if we can, if we can help uh, bring her some sort of closure and peace, it's uh, and the person that does it. If you've got you know a conscience, this has to be weighing on you. I, I would I would you hope would it hope. is. Uh, so that wraps up episode 126 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We will be back next Thursday. Thanks for tuning in.